It's just Joe and I for this episode. Um, you know, we switch off. Quarantine's an interesting time. Sometimes we'll just be like, hey, we're doing this, you do this. Hey, I'm doing this, I'll do this. And sometimes, help a brother out and just do a little, I'll do the podcast, you do the podcast. You know, Elliot did one last week, which I'll never listen to. Um, but, uh... Not crazy people. No, no, no. <laughs> I've got shit to do. Um, I've got this whole box of oh. almond nut thins to just... You know what I mean? I got work to... I got things to do. Ooh. I gotta count them. But, um... But I wanted now, to say some uh, some digging in before you dig in, Steve. I just got to let you know that I turned my audio on wrong, and I'm probably only now coming into the podcast at this point. So my shovel Uh-oh. was not prepared, but now my shovel is ready to dig. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? On uh, on uh, yes, yes, yes. I uh, you know I hope Ryan has some fun with with some of these moments that are that are happening in the in the video currently. But uh, but okay. So and one oh, more thing before we jump into very obvious things like where the fuck are you, Joe? And wow, your haircut. Uh-huh. But um, but before mm-hmm. we do that, I just want to say I want everybody to know that it is seven thirty in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, the needs earliest to know. podcast ever. I think it might be. I think it really might be. I've done late ones, but man, yeah, I don't think I've ever done a seven a.m. one. Maybe I don't know. Who knows? Uh, but uh, but yes, it's very early. So uh, please excuse that. I don't know. Fuck and that, you. That's connected to uh, that's connected to my situation, which it's, uh, Steve said we will talk about in a second, which is where I'm at, and also my hair. Uh, but one more little scoop of of dirt for you. And we're not going to do it this week, but probably starting the following week. Just so y'all know, this podcast is going to move back to the main Valley Folk channel. What? And yep, yeah, I'm. I look, man. I told you I was going to dig. And then the clip, the highlight clip, will stay on the Valley Cast podcast channel. And straight up, um, uh, uh, full transparency, we got to get the numbers back up because that's how podcasts work with sponsors. So um, we're try- we've been trying this experiment with the podcast channel, and it needs to build a little bit more and get a little bit more momentum before uh, this podcast can mm-hmm. live there in perpetuity. Mm-hmm. So also, since this, Joe- that's a business move, baby. Um, since Joe is just announcing willy-nilly things that we haven't even discussed together, then I just want Joe <laughs> to know that um, I identify as Elliot Morgan, and I'm now I, I am now Elliot Morgan. Congratulations! Thank you. How, how does it feel? Um, really sad. It hurts, huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, guys, welcome to the but show. We, We're gonna have fun, yeah. And yes, podcast production and podcast creation, and this is a little inside baseball. But um, for those of you that are like, I want to make a podcast someday, uh, the the way to fully kind of maintain a a, a, st- a stable podcast is to eventually uh, have po- um, sponsors and things like that, so that it's a self sufficient kind of thing and uh you know we we built the valley cast channel as a way to kind of like keep the valley folk channel a little less bogged down with like a bunch of random shit and um but you know for full disclosure the valley cast channel doesn't have as many i mean this is just a fact doesn't have as many subscribers as uh you know you try things yeah 
But, uh, you know, whatever. We're just doing, yeah. we're trying You things try things and, and sometimes you got to call an audible. But the Valleycast um, but channel. The, the is, other podcasts are going to stay there. Yes, yes. The Valleycast channel yeah. is going nowhere. The other podcasts will stay there. And, um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe there'll still be like highlights or something over there. But, yeah. uh, but And that's but, where we'll still try new podcasts and stuff. Yes, that's the plan. That's the bigger plan, which yeah. is that eventually... More podcasts, different hosts, different people, not the same fucking voices you hear 24-7 pretty much, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we'll do our best to, uh, you know, because we've got big ideas for this damn, this leaky cauldron we call the Valley Folk. <laughs> leaky cauldron <laughs> where our where our magic spells don't quite come to fruition <laughs> because we're doing of our, our leaky cauldron. But we're doing our best, though, because the leaky cauldron <laughs> just so happens to exist in a... A realm where uh, there's some more important hardships occurring on the outside world, but uh, the leaky cauldron, the uh, leaky cauldron just sounds like a bar from any like medieval times, <laughs> like, <laughs> any story. Yeah, I feel like well, he's the, down at the leaky cauldron <clears throat> with like some unsavory folk. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like you find your, you go for your, uh, you start your mission in the leaky cauldron, but the leaky cauldron <laughs> yeah. is apparently a, a Harry Potter thing. Oh, is it? Okay, well, it's a wizarding screw. pub and inn located in London, in, and and uh, the entrance is in Diagon Alley. Well, great. Now everybody knows I'm not a big old Harry Potter freaking <laughs> professor. God. Uh, yeah. Everyone, some people were really banking on that. But uh, okay, real quick, real yes. quick now. Screw podcast stuff. We're done. We're done digging. Yes, I gotta yes. know, Steve, and and this this will actually kind of parlay into another idea that we were talking about last night. Tell me about that clip that you posted. Tell me about when <laughs> Steve Zaragoza went to San Diego Comic Con or was going to for the <laughs> WB, and then you were like, you know what? I'm a Muppet. <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, I um, well, my whole topic for the podcast is just gonna be Comic Con, so I could just dig right in, I guess, if you want. But, um, you know, Comic Con really crept up this year because nothing makes sense right now, and uh, time is a flat circle, isn't it? Isn't that what it was? Is time a flat circle? What is it? Time is a circle. I mean. Time know. is a soccer ball that you are dribbling on your body and it's hitting you in the head multiple times and giving you concussions and you're just trying to keep everything going. <laughs> That's what time is right now. Yeah. Because soccer but soccer balls aren't meant to be dribbled, so that's why things are so bad. But uh <laughs> juggled, sorry, juggled. <laughs> <laughs> but uh no, I I Comic-Con really crept up on me because I just wasn't even thinking about it and uh Suddenly, Comic-Con at home is a thing, and uh, all this Comic-Con stuff is happening, and so all of my friends have been like reminiscing of um, Comic-Con's past on their Instagrams and their social medias and stuff, and I was like, dude, I should just dig through my old Comic-Con shit and uh, see what I can find. <clears throat> and I also had a, a vlog that I shot at Comic-Con last year with uh with, oh that's right with brett and my i planned on like releasing it this week th this last week because i was like oh man that'd be a fun piece of content to put up during comic-con here's the last comic-con check that out um but uh 
that was a sad thought, the last Comic-Con. But in a way, it kind of is. But, uh, you know, we'll see. But, um, uh, but it crept up on me so quickly that I, like, didn't have a chance to, like, really work on it and, and, uh, and focus on it. You just it, blinked and it's like, oh, shit! It just Comic-Con, happened. It just, it, yeah, yeah, it totally just happened. And it was like, okay, fuck. And it was the first year since 2001 that I didn't go. And it's, like, really weird oh. and... Um, it doesn't count against the streak, though. The streak is intact. Yeah, because there's everybody, no Comic Con. Yeah, yeah. If there's no Comic Con and you're there in spirit, <clears throat> you're still there. Yeah. So you, yeah. your record stands. You are in the Guinness Book of World Records. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I just, it, yeah, it feels less morose because. Uh, because everybody's in the same place, but uh, with it, but it's still strange. <laughs> and and this weird, this year just feels like, man, if it really ends up being knock on wood, someone knock on wood for fuck's sake, whoever's listening. I here. got some wood here. Thank you, I Joe. got some wood. Thank you. If you got some wood to spare, please give it a knock. Um, but uh, you know, I really just, um, I really hope that. Uh, Wow, I forgot what I was knocking on wood about because it's seven thirty in the morning. Seven forty. Uh, something else is gonna. Uh, this thing's gonna go on forever. Is that what you're gonna um, say, or not go on forever? I don't know. Or? I just, I just feel like, uh, you know, whatever. Comic Con is a good time and it's fun and shit. But, uh, but it was really weird to like live through. Oh, I was gonna say that. Hopefully, it's just a year. Hopefully, it's just a year of this, this madness, and then next year things yeah. go back to normal. But you know, we'll we'll see. It's you're seeing thinking. these little like <clears throat> spikes of hope in the news. I mean, there's just a lot of horrible in the I news, know, and uh, let's not delve into that. But like, I'm seeing these little spikes of 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 possible positivity that that are like magnets for hope. And I'm I'm being very cautious with my hope. I'm being uh I'm being precious with how much of it I spread out to these possibilities yeah. for uh for the leaky cauldron that is right now. <laughs> I don't want my hope to spill on the floor and have me slip on it and slam my head on the, the cobblestone ground and watch my brains and blood slowly seep out into the earth. I don't need yeah, that. So that. I'm I'm keeping the hope close to the chest. But I, I do there are tinges. There are tinges of hope. Yeah, and it and it sucks that like so many things are going to change as soon as we feel like as a society, as a culture, as a planet, we're we're out of this if we ever are. Mm-hmm. But um, so many things will change, and so many things are already changing, and and a lot of things need to change. So and change is good. So that's a big positive yeah. you could look at. But um, but something that I really that you know people have always battled with and um. It's a very obvious thing that that uh, you know people like news culture, where it's just like you know here's this grandiose big thing that's happening, and here's this car wreck. Check this out. And um, unfortunately, that kind of news is the kind of news that people um, uh, you know react to, and it, good news isn't really like a thing that people react to, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And uh, but maybe in this post. COVID well, post modern civil rights you just went all robot situation on that we're in. Um, well, I am a robot, Joe, but hopefully in this post uh, COVID world, <laughs> all this post shit world, um, you know, maybe good news will be good again. Maybe people will just be like, so like there'd be such a lack of good news that when good news comes out, people will react the same way they would react to bad news back in the day. But yeah, who fucking I think knows? there's we a, love being, mor- we love 
we I love think it. there's a there's a slight there's a I agree-ish with you. There's a slight pushback on the comment where I, I think it's less about people don't want good news, and it's more. Um, the news doesn't necessarily prop it up like they do the bad news. Well, because the, the we problem, do as yeah, a, because we don't react to we it. We do react way. to it and we yeah. do click on it, but I do think people want it and they do appreciate it and they, they do click for it, but it it I think it's just as powerful but <clears throat> in, especially in a world where <laughs> uh there's uh, so much bad going there's so many train wrecks right now it's it's hard for it to rise to the top for a number of reasons one um sensationalism does get clicks but two Mm -hmm. it's like some of the sensationalism some of the crazy shit that's going on right now is so insane is and and so much and so often one we're becoming a little desensitized to how much crazy is going on right now but also it just hasn't stopped it just i know has not stopped in 2020 and and we're treating it the news cycle is becoming quicker and quicker and quicker and faster and faster and the turnover Mm -hmm. is like oh the administration did this crazy thing that's never been done before oh well okay we're gonna not worry about that because this other crazy thing with covid just happened oh not gonna worry about that murder not gonna worry about that it's just crazy it's It's so much and we can't handle it we can't handle this much stimulation in our brains yeah on top of all of our individual mm-hmm. things too on uh, all individualized problems and shit and also like misery loves company and uh and truly misery loves company and it and it's really one of those things where it's like if everybody's not doing well and then all of this terrible shit is happening it keeps you in this zone of like not doing well with the rest of the world and then yeah yeah, And then you just get stuck in it and you're like, well, if I'm not doing well and the whole rest of the world is not doing well and only this 2% is doing well, then like... Nobody gets to do well. Then nobody gets to do well, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, yeah. but uh, yeah, it just sucks that, they, that that good news doesn't have the same reaction as uh, bad news. And it, it sucks that that's a thing. But everybody... But I think if we were all okay and everybody felt like semi-equal you know then we maybe we wouldn't want to hear and react to such terrible shit because we feel like that's what we deserve and um and uh yeah it's it's such a terrible cycle but you know maybe we'll figure it out someday which would be really good but but to change the subject from such you know dark times well to to finish the subject sure tell me more about that clip well yeah that's where i was getting so anyway so comic-con crept up and so all this shit was going on and so i decided to dig through all these old hard drives and just see what i could find and maybe i could find some comic-con gems and so on my instagram i just started posting all of these like old photos from like the earliest comic-cons i attended and there's like tons of shit and i i barely shared any of the surface stuff but um or I only shared the surface stuff, but there's a lot of really great stuff in there. Um, but, uh, but then I happened upon all the kids WB stuff, which to me was <laughs> like, I, I, the only, I, I didn't know I saved that many clips of them. Um, but <laughs> yeah, Joe and Steve, that's so funny. What a great story, Joe. I can't believe that happened to you. Oh my gosh. Anyway. Hey guys, it's me, Elliot here with your ads. Why? I don't know, but I tell you what I do know. 
As we slowly adjust to a new normal, we still need to be smart about how we do business. Luckily, there's stamps.com to make things easier. We use it for the Valley folk all the time, and it's absolutely wonderful. It's the most convenient thing in the world. You go on the computer, which will tell you how to get a discount on it. It's very easy, and you can get all sorts of stuff done. You just print it out, and you tape it, and you send it, and you don't have to touch anybody or talk to anybody, which is just a win-win for everybody. So thousands of small business owners have discovered the benefits of stamps.com in recent months. We're one of them, except it was a little longer than recent months. We're kind of, you know, we've been around for a little bit. They've been able to keep their businesses running and avoid the crowds at the post offices all from their own computers. I mean, yeah, with stamps.com, you can print postage on demand and avoid going to the post office. You know, that way you don't have to stand in line, you don't have to go. Uh, it's great. And you'll save money with discounted rates you can't even get at the post office. Stamps.com also offers UPS services with discounts up to 62% and no residential surcharges. Uh, I mean, can you even imagine anything better in the whole world? Tell me, I bet you can't. <clears throat> Stamps.com brings all the mailing and shipping services you need right to your computer in the comfort of your home or office. Whether you're a small business sending invoices, an online seller shipping out products, or just working from home and need to mail stuff, Stamps.com can handle it all with ease. Simply use your computer, print official U.S. posters 24-7 for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send. It's absolutely incredible. And like I said, like I said Stamps.com, you get discounts too. Five cents off of every stamp and up to 62% off USPS and UPS shipping rates. Stamps.com is a no-brainer, saving you time and money. Right now, listeners of the ValleyCast get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale without any long-term commitment. I really want to get the scale. I read this every time, and I want I want one. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in ValleyCast is what I'm telling myself at Stamps.com. Enter ValleyCast after you hit the microphone at the top of the page. Thank you guys so much. You know, they're all gone. There's no way to watch them anymore. I don't know what where they are, but the clips that I have were from a time during this Kids WB thing that I did where I got to go to Comic-Con and cover Comic-Con as like a, you know correspondent of WB and it was the first like official Comic-Con job I had ever gotten other than like cool in 2006 I won that Comic-Con contest for Sony and that's how I got oh, that the thing Sony with JJ job. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, that was a different thing. But uh, but similarly, whatever. It's all the same shit. But I just it made me think about all these times in my life where like all this this luck and all of these like interesting dream scenarios all came from Comic-Con for me. Like, um, like the Sony job was a Comic-Con contest and this Kids WB thing was a Comic-Con thing. And then SourceFed Nerd ended up being, we ended up going to Comic-Con every fucking year. And then Comic-Con HQ. And it's so interesting how my life has just kind of like been circling Comic-Con as this like, this place. Comic-Con was your pod in which you <laughs> created a cocoon around yourself. Yeah. And you melted, and then you rearranged your molecules and came out a new Steve. And every year, a new Steve would emerge from the greasy, gross, yeah. leaky cauldron that was your pod. <laughs> the word of the day is leaky cauldron. I love it. But, I uh, got to go to the doctor. I've got a real bad leaky cauldron. <laughs> It seems like a diagnosis you'd get when you were crazy in the 1800s. Oh, he's got a lanky cauldron. He, he, he's, we, we can't come in here, that one over there. He's got a lanky cauldron. What we're going to need to do is plug his ears with cement, and then the demons won't come out. The leaks won't happen anymore. <laughs> like that's the, that's the But hold up. I need to finish up with this other patient that I have. He has a sneaky penis. <laughs> <laughs> 
it ends up in places it wasn't meant to be. <laughs> and we'll have to fix it up. But uh, but no, it's just Comic Con has just been this like, you know, I mean, it, I, for some reason, I've just found all of this luck and and really fun shit surrounding Comic Con, and uh, I'm really grateful for it. And anyway, so yeah, I found this kids WB shit, and uh, it's from 2009. So, uh, Whoa. yeah, 2009. Yeah. So I, I missed, Crazy. wrote it saying it was 2011, but, uh, but, and actually on Twitter, I posted like almost that whole episode. So there's like a bunch of more clips that I posted on, on, uh, on Twitter if you want to see more of it, but it's, uh, yeah, it's weird, man. It's like my first hosting gig ever. It, it's very adorable. It's really cute to see you back there. I can see like the excitement in your eyes that you're like, I feel like that was the Steve that finally got to do entertainment a little bit. Yeah. Like it was always your dream and you got it and you were going for it and you were green and you were, you were projecting a Steve that was like, it was the Steve that Steve thought in his mind when he was going to be able to do, you know, fun comedy. Like I said, Muppets type, entertainment yeah like you 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 were going 130 miles an hour it was amazing yeah because it was like I, it, you're right it was me being unleashed on camera which is all the stuff that i wanted to do and and this was two years into my sony job which was like a whirlwind at that point and uh yeah i mean i just i you know got and by the way the guy that directed all of those directed uh this movie Fuck, what's it called? Hang on, his name uh, His name is Tom Stern. And uh, I, I'm so lucky to have uh, been able to work with this guy. But uh, let me see, let me see, let me see. He, uh, he, uh, he directed, god damn it, hang on, hang on. I want to say it's that movie Freaks. 12 Years a Slave. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> it was on the tip of my tongue. Freaked, freaked. You know that movie, Freaked, with the uh, with freaked. with uh, Alex Winter and and Randy Quaid and like uh, it's like um, a bunch of like barnyard freaks that are like half human, half cow, and like um, you know, there's like wait a, a minute, is that the one from the the contest on like uh, a television show and the the guy won? It was like a Matt Damon. Ben Affleck. Uh, movie oh no, show no 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 no! Uh, what was that called? It was Project Greenlight. No 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 no. This was this was like nineteen. What is this? Nineteen ninety three. It's like oh Brooke Shields, William Sadler. Uh, let's see, Morgan Fairchild. Oh look at that, Randy yeah, Quaid. It. Yeah, it's just like one of those Whoa, like cool. midnight movies. Yeah, it's just like. Check it out if you ever get a chance, because it's just, uh, it's like a adjacent trauma in a way, because it's like kind of gross. Dude, I'm and- 100% going to check it out. The freaking music was by a bunch of people and also the butthole surfers. Yeah, yeah. So Tom Stern w- uh, was like super into that whole scene, like the butthole surfers, like weird, like uh, underground rock weird shit like that and uh and he and alex winter are super good friends and alex winter we know from bill and ted as uh yeah bill 
But uh, but anyway, so I, it was crazy working on this Kids WB thing because it was like it was a hosting job where I had to play like a really young kid, essentially. So they, <laughs> they made me shave my beard off, which was like a big thing for me because they really, really wanted me to appeal to children. And they they were like, this bearded guy isn't going to appeal to kids. So let's see if he shaves his beard. So I actually what a shaved weird assumption. Dude, I shaved my beard for the audition. Like, like, oh, you went the extra mile. Took That's a why you got the job. Fucking kid. chance. And I told them that. I was like, listen, if I don't get this job, I'm going to be this baby faced freak weirdo. <laughs> um, it just doesn't work and out. He was like, but... oh, freaked. You said the thing that I made. You're hired. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, yeah, I got to like ho- be this, like, basically this kid character which was just me in every way basically and uh, and then they introduced puppets the guys that made the crank yankers puppets were friends cool. with tom stern and they were like let's bring in all these scooby-doo characters as puppets and i was like dude someone's just tapping into my brain and going like how do we make this guy happy or something and so <laughs> yeah, i got you, to play with all you these somehow puppets got a and fever be in this puppet world on tape <clears throat> Dude, it was crazy. It was crazy. It was like, it was really fun. And then going to Comic-Con, that was the year, 2009, where Guar was like performing and I was supposed to go see Guar and all this like crazy <laughs> shit. And uh, I just remember being like, so this is what it's like to be corralled around Comic-Con with like a WB crew and and dude, get access to like... Remember the bat pod in the in the uh, Nolan Batman movies, that motorcycle? Yeah. They had it at Comic-Con, like, behind this, like, fucking thing that you could n- not touch whatsoever. You couldn't get in there. And they, they were like, we have this bit where, like, you break into it and you get onto the bat pod and you, like, cool. try to drive away on it or whatever. And so I got to, like, sit on it and, like, be on... Like, you know, I got to do all this really cool shit that was, like... The first cool things I got to do in this industry. And it was just like, who knew that I was going to, you know, keep doing shit like that. But it was really cool, man. Yeah. I, I, I think you need to change your Twitter bio to Steve Zaragoza. I sat where Christian Bale's balls. (laughs) (laughs) I got sloppy seconds on the bat pod. (laughs) And I think that was before Catwoman got to ride it too. Uh, yeah, and her sweaty balls. <laughs> um. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, that, man, uh, yeah. it's that, crazy. It's the, crazy, and the comments the, are crazy too because people are like, "That's not you." There's no way that's you. That doesn't even look like you. Why is your voice coming out of that Josh Gad looking guy? <laughs> like just like all of this like. <laughs> yeah, you were like a, you were like a block of like metal that had yet to be like treated and tempered. Like right now, you are a sword, man. You slice through hosting and commentary, and like you've got you got it down. You got your stick down. But then you could just tell you were you your metal had just fallen out of the mine, and somebody was just throwing it at a wall. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I and I was really just kind of like in a playground and needed to be wrangled a little bit. But that wrangle aspect of it was intriguing to people in some way yeah it's adorable and i would i would i would describe your relationship with that co-host as one of um tolerance she tolerated <laughs> <you>. dude chilon <laughs> her name is chilon lee and she um 
I actually, uh, uh, she hit me up on Instagram like two years ago and was like, holy shit, Steve. And, oh, cool. she, and her and I had only ever done that. And it was only for Comic-Con. And she was a special correspondent. So I was already the Kids WB host for, uh, for KidsWB.com. And by then I was already doing like promos and like, guys, you can watch all the episodes of, like, fucking Tom and Jerry on KidsWB.com or whatever. And, uh, you know, I would call, um, t- talk about the games and shit they had on the channel and shit. And then they were like, well, Comic-Con's coming up. we got to send you to Comic-Con. And then we should send you with a correspondent so you have a friend that goes with you. And so that's where that, that girl, Chilon, came mm-hmm. in. But, yeah, she was, uh, she, she, you know, she wasn't a nerd at all. And she didn't know about any of this shit. And I was just freaking out about everything. And she was just like, okay, dude. And I think she just remembered my, like, that energy that you can clearly see yeah. there. And she was just like, Oh my God, we had so much fun and shit. And, uh, I mean, she was great. She just didn't know anything about the space. And she was just, uh, she was just, um, you know, an actor. She was making do. She was just an actor just hired for the job. Yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. funny because yeah. after almost right after that Comic-Con job, she, uh, I remember seeing her on TV on this, like one of those ghost hunter shows or something. And she came in as like a, like a photography expert or something. And it was like, nah, no, she, she's, she's an actor. <laughs> you, <laughs> you didn't bring up ghosts once in our interaction. We spent many a minutes not on camera together trying to figure each other out. I mean, I would have known if she was like into ghosts or something. Cause I nerded her. I, I nerded her away from my life probably because I I was like she was like oh this guy isn't just this guy isn't an actor he's like actually into this shit uh, but uh, which which must have been intimidating in some way but uh, but yeah it was so funny to see her as like on a ghost show as like we have Chilon Lee she's an expert in paranormal and photography and I was like nah no 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 she's an actor and you and you guys are just trying to bullshit this yeah also fine print under that on her uh on her lower third is like also she went to (laughs) (laughs) comic-con she went to comic-con once boys but uh Um, yeah yeah it was a good time anyways fascinating clip and then uh sarah whittle saw that clip and she texted me and she's like you guys should do a show where you watch your really old stuff together and kind of do like a react thing and i think uh, we might try and do something like that yeah. because that's one of the few things that might work over zoom dude because in my search which i found so many things and now i got to go back in again because and sarah by the way shout out to sarah whittle because she she'll just i mean she's a she's an idea factory she just truly is and she'll like hit me up and go like, dude, that you should turn that into a show and you should do that. And like, she's just always thinking of like uh, new show yeah. ideas and shit. She's just like, she's got a good internet brain. She's got a great internet brain and um, uh, shout out to her really quick. But, um, but now I have to go back through those hard drives again and try to find things that uh, could be good for this concept too. Because while I was searching for Comic-Con stuff, I actually found, my source-fed audition tape, which I told you that I found, but uh, yeah, man, it's 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 really embarrassing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, no, no, I totally agree. I totally agree. Yeah, it's still me with, uh, with the <clears throat> with the ads, guys. Working remotely doesn't mean you need to feel disconnected from your team. 
That's just one of the benefits. I'm not right. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. With Miro, you can get your work done together and collaborate wherever you are. Telecommuting, remote working, distributed teams, call it what you like, but more and more teams now work from home. We can now. We have to. And we can, and it's wonderful sometimes until you all, all the commercials start having, they start looking like webcam. That kind of drives me crazy. But that's not what this is about. This is about Miro. So you can collaborate better and get work done faster with the help of Miro. If you're still using an eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper to brainstorm or organize your work, you need to expand your horizons. And I'm not afraid to say it. Miro lets you visualize everything you're working on all in one place so your brain can comprehend it and you can get more done. You can make more money and you can buy that yacht because that's where we're all at right now. Miro is an online whiteboard that brings teams together and Anytime, anywhere, their infinite canvas is perfect for brainstorming, making mock-ups, organizing files, managing complex projects, and yelling at your coworkers. Just kidding. I don't know if that's if that's even an option. They even have templates to help you get started quickly. You can add your doc spreadsheet, sticky notes, and other important information directly to Miro, so you always have a single real-time collaboration hub. And Miro can integrate with the programs you already use, like Google Drive and Dropbox and Slack, so you don't have to like. Go through a whole rigmarole, you know? It's a real plug-and-play type of situation, and over 5 million users worldwide trust Miro to help their teams work more efficiently. It's everything you need to start working together uh, and working better remotely. So start collaborating for collaborating. <clears throat> I'll try that again. Start collaborating for free when you sign up for an account at Miro.com slash ValleyCast. That's M-I-R-O dot com slash ValleyCast to sign up for a free account with unlimited team members. Just like that. That's pretty cool. Miro.com slash ValleyCast. Back to the, those fun podcasts I'm having with my friends that I'm here for. It's really embarrassing. Dude, the first like 20 videos we did were embarrassing. They're Dude, all like auditions. Well, I remember like not not too deeply into the source fed uh thing that we you know we would all sometimes have meetings where we'd throw ideas around on what we should do in the future and what what are what kind of content we should do and i remember always suggesting that we do uh all of our auditions as like a piece of content that you could see and we violently were like no Dude, everybody everybody was against it and i was like guys but that we're shows actors. how bad we know they are yeah, that shows how bad they are, and we just weren't ready to to accept um, whatever scars and blemishes we had for some stupid reason. That that scar specifically, I would a hundred percent do it now. And I know it's garbage, and I know it's embarrassing. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I Alana was like, I have to see this, and it's just me in like a fucking fedora, basically like tipping my hat going like, Hey, welcome to 30 minutes or less or whatever the fuck it was called. And, uh, you know, uh, Mila Kunis is hot. And I was just like this fat guy talking about like Mila Kunis. And it was just like, I guess that's what they liked. I don't know what they liked about this. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what they like, but I have it. So we could look at it eventually if we do this show. They're like, we got to hire, this guy he knows chilon lee <laughs> the photography expert oh by the way really quick before we move on from comic-con stuff so i had to try comic-con at home right like i know a lot of people are like what the fuck is Comic-Con? i saw that they're doing it yeah it's basically what we're doing right it's now. it's what we're doing right now and uh it's cool because you don't have to wait in like the fucking super long lines to like see shit and it's all for the panels pretty much um and I'd been over panels for years and years. Like I, I, I wait. I'm done with waiting in line to watch the actors talk about shit and then show you a clip for something you're gonna see in six months anyway. So like that or was five minutes or, later, or five <laughs> minutes later on the internet, depending on what year yeah. it is. But um, but anyway, so but 
I was like, I gotta see something, right? Like, I gotta, like, I gotta experience Comic-Con at home since I'm not able to go to Comic-Con and I love Comic-Con and whatever. So I, I watched the, uh, the Bill and Ted panel. Yeah. 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 What? Oh, hold on. Cut out for a second. And now you're Ooh, back. Come back. Come back. Yeah, there you're back. Go. You're cool. back. Sorry. Uh, spotty internet. You said I saw the Bill and Ted and then I missed the rest. Oh, the What'd Bill and Ted 3 panel. The panel for Bill and Ted 3. Was it, was it great? Was it, it like it just was, fun uh, and refreshing? It was moderated by Kevin Smith, which felt appropriate because Kevin Smith, you know, is kind of like a Comic-Con god, essentially. And uh, maybe one of the last panels I ever went to was a Kevin Smith panel, probably. But um, but it was, it was kind of awkward because it was like... You know, mm. it's Zoom, so it's like, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, it was a little cringy, but Keanu Reeves was there, and Alex Winter, and Keanu Reeves is such a fucking dork, dude. You can tell he's just like a nerd, straight up. Like, <laughs> not a nerd in like, I like comic books kind of way, but in kind of like a awkward, like, uh, I guess I just like look cool and everybody loves me and I'm a nice guy, but I'm awkward and nervous and shy all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but, Love it. <laughs> but it was great to see it and William Sadler was there and Kevin Smith was like dude I fucking watched Bill and Ted 3 yesterday and I can't believe this happens and I can't believe this cameo and I'm like dude what the fuck are you doing you're spoiling the shut movie up. shut the hell up yeah, yeah. like I, he was totally spoiling all this like shit that I did not want to know but um, but Ooh, he was yeah. saying that the movie is like incredibly um, adorable. He's like, it's a really adorable movie. Like it's, there's so much heart and, and he like cried his eyes out at the end and thought it was just this really sweet, you know, kind of mm. like. Um, I'm so excited. I know. I am Dude. excited. And do you know who directed it? I, I'll have to get his name, but the guy that directed Galaxy Quest. Oh, wow. He's a good director. Great that director. That guy just makes good Dude, yeah. and Galaxy Quest. Galaxy mm, Quest such is a good movie. fucking perfect. His name is uh, Tim Allen. No, his name is uh, Dean <laughs> <laughs> Dean Parasite. Oh? And uh, yeah, well, he also directed Fun with Dick and Jane, but we won't talk about that one. We'll just talk about how great Galaxy Quest is. Ah, but yeah. Um, but yeah, man, <laughs> I'm I'm feeling very hopeful about it. But it was so strange to see a panel that way and uh and it was interesting it was weird whatever anyway i'm done would just based off of the trailers of that movie i'm one excited seems like they really tapped into what it was Mm -hmm. and then took it to like if it was at a 10 previously they might take it to a 13 this time Mm -hmm. uh, which will be hit or miss but it doesn't matter the heart will be there but the casting of keanu reeves daughter is perfection perfect Perfect. My God, what a fun casting choice. I love what they're doing with that. And then, dude, six degrees of separation, you know, like, we are, like, one and a half degrees away from Alex Winter, right? Well, I, oh, I'm i close to him a... because of Tom. I, I mean, Tom Stern worked with him, so I've got a degree away from him. But why do we have a degree away? Yeah, because he directed the Smosh movie. Which was came out right when I started working for Smosh, and Whoa. he was at like the premiere and everything. Whoa! I guess I forgot about that. Isn't that crazy? Damn. Yeah. So. So there's Ian, that. Uh, and who else was it? Who of the new Smosh kids were even in that? None of them, right? 
In that movie, none of them. No, no. It was filmed before, uh, I guess, whatever Smosh 2.0 was ushered in when I was hired there. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that crazy? That's so fucking crazy. Anyway, but uh, yeah, that's the that's the mm-hmm. end of my nerding out about Comic Con. But uh, but yeah, what a fun what a fun time. Anyway, um, so my my side of the podcast here. So I apologize if there's been some in and outs on the video. Uh, my internet apparently isn't the greatest. Yeah, where the fuck are you, I Joe? I am. I am in Salt Lake City, Utah. Uh, the family and I have come up here uh, for a super social distancing, a little bit of work, but we we turned it into a <laughs> a vacation in the time of quarantine, which just means we made sure we were in a super sanitized and clean Airbnb, and don't, don't let the kids leave it. <laughs> and uh, so, but I've got a number of crazy stories that have happened and occurred in my time in salt lake and the first one is concerning the airbnb so (laughs) we (laughs) i started just i was texting you guys about this but okay so heather my (laughs) wife and my kids have never airbnb'd before and quite honestly i've only done it a couple times and it's usually been a pretty positive experience so we do an 11 hour drive because like i said super quarantining this this little slice of life and we rent a car and we drive up instead of flying and all that so it's just an 11 hour drive from where we're at going through the desert da 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 we're doing it in one shot and we finally get up to salt lake city did you really do it why would why one shot just because you can it's yeah it's a 10 hour drive it's just a day it's fine i mean how many times and and again we're not wanting to stay in hotels or anything i know know, we're trying to just like i know do it as good as we can and as safe as we can as safe as we can um You know, we're, we are slathered in sanitizer and washing and we're wearing our masks and going through country where people are not wearing their masks. And so ba- basically no stops. There's no fun on the drive up. Yeah. And But uh, it's beautiful, but I'm sure. Beautiful sights. Yeah. Once you get through Vegas and you get through into, uh, there's this little corner of Arizona you go through on the 15. Uh, where the the land just changes. It's amazing. And you get into St. George, Utah, and you start heading up. You get to basically watch a time lapse of uh, America's great land go from shitty desert to, like, beautiful mountains and trees and greens, and it's just fun watching the slow change. Yeah. Um, But we get – so we get to – we get to Salt Lake at, like, 10.30, 11 p.m. We get to our – we get to our Airbnb, and we're, like, excited. All the pictures were great on on the uh, on the old internet it's a five star with five reviews great ratings the pictures are awesome it's kind of like an older let's say mid-century money that probably or home that probably came from money and um we get in and the first thing that hits us is the smell and the smell is one that i would call a mid-century musty old person (laughs) <laughs> which you get over. You're like, it's an old house. We're fine. It, sure, it's maybe giving us a little bit of a headache, but we're gonna, just going to assume this This smell is one of character and history. <laughs> what do you think it was? Like it was just like mildew and just like an old house? Yeah, it's just like that old house smell, mm. right? And that's uh, foreshadowing to it might have been a little bit more as well. <laughs> so when you... 
So the family goes into full Goonies mode, right? You get into a place and you're like, I need to explore every nook and cranny. I want to see everything. There's an upstairs, there's a downstairs, there's rooms here, there's rooms there. So exciting. And, and you're seeing how they, they decorated it. And oh my gosh, this kitchen isn't like our kitchen. This is, ooh. And <laughs> we start looking around. <laughs> I go left. I go to the left. Heather and the kids go to the right. And we all start like just kind of looking around. I'm dealing with the smell. And then all of a sudden I hear a, Joe! <laughs> Oh, no. no. I was like, okay, what's going on? I go downstairs. What are you thinking at this point? Are you thinking like rat or bug or something like? (sighs) I'm thinking maybe it's not clean, which it wasn't as clean as we might expect. By the way, we're still masks, gloves, everything, because we're just being super cautious with everything. We we actually have our sanitizer and our wipes, and we're going to re-clean the place anyways, which Heather is doing every step of the way. And so I go downstairs. I'm like, what, 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 what? She goes, look. And then down by the bed, like right next to it, like behind the, the, <laughs> the nightstand, was a discarded box of Magnum condoms. <laughs> just, <laughs> just kicking it there. No, yeah, I totally thought that too. Also, Joe, Joe, um, Joe, and Steve. Um, you know what else I was thinking about was how to save money on the internet without having to work too hard. So I'm here to tell you guys about Honey. Okay, we all shop online a lot, maybe more so than we used to. Right now, I tell you, my tell me you're right, relevant. But how do you know you can make? On- Did you know you can make online shopping even better? I'm going to tell you how. You have to do it with Honey. If you haven't tried Honey, you, I don't know what you're doing. It saves. It has saved me so much money. It saves me more money than any other type of money-saving service in the history, personally speaking, of my uh, whole life. You have to have it. If you haven't tried it, what are you, what are you waiting for? You have to, you just, I don't even know why I have to read all this. You know the deal. It saves you so much. Honey is a free online shopping tool that saves you money online. It automatically finds the best promo codes and applies them to your card just like that, which makes online shopping finally feel as easy as it's supposed to be. So imagine you're shopping at one of your favorite sites, Target, Sephora, you name it. When you check out, the little box drops down and all you see, it says, oh, just apply the coupons. You wait a couple seconds. It runs through all of them. You see it running through and then go, oh, guess what? Uh-oh, we applied the, the coupon, the biggest one. And now you're saving 12 bucks. You know, it's wonderful. Um, yeah, I've used it for everything. I don't get it. You get it. It's, you have to use this. You have to use this. It's, it's perk. Uh, did you know Honey supports over 30,000 stores online and adding more every day? Users love Honey. That's why it has over 100,000 five-star reviews on the Google Chrome store. And it's found it's over 17 million members, over $2 billion in savings, which I bet don't you just wish you could just have all that. Um, not using Honey is literally passing up free money. Well, I'm glad they put that in there. That's very true. It's free to use and installs in just a few seconds. Plus, it's now part of the PayPal family, so that makes things even easier. Uh, get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash valleycast. That's joinhoney.com slash valleycast. And if you use our code, it will be, you'll be a better, you'll, you'll be, you're a better person than, uh, than other people. Back to you. Back to you, everyone at the source, whoever, whatever you call yourself now. You know, like like a roach would, but not. It's more like, and it was empty, so somebody had a good couple of days. Damn, yeah. Or made a really cool YouTube video. I don't know. The box was there. (laughs) And we're going to try to fit these Magnum condoms completely over the bed like a comforter. (laughs) (laughs) So I see it. I'm like, oh, that's a. that's unfortunate that you found that with the kids, but it is what it is. You know, we talked to them about everything. They're not super shocked. And I'm like, look, babe, 
it's an Airbnb. It's not a hotel. This is somebody's home. So like people people live here. Maybe it's just a mistake. It was something that they missed. Yeah, and you're bound to miss a, a box of condoms. Just you know, you're bound to miss something like that. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're a, a box of Magnum condoms <laughs> is something that is typically overlooked in most living situations. Absolutely. When I fir- when I found my first box <laughs> of way, Magnum to condoms in it's my ten- in my parents' room, I remember thinking, "Well, what is this?" <laughs> but it's. But then I rem- But then I. After I talked to my parents about it, I learned that sometimes you just overlook the box of magnums. That's all. Sometimes you <laughs> overlook the box of magnums. One time, I was brought into the principal's office when I was in fourth grade for throwing snowballs on the playground. And I couldn't concentrate because there was a discarded box of Magnum condoms just next to the wastebasket. And I was like, that's weird. This is something that probably shouldn't be in this situation. But then I remembered what my parents taught me, and it was sometimes you overlook the discarded box of Magnum condoms. You know what? That very quickly reminds me of the time that we were rehearsing for our first Holy Communion at school. <laughs> And we were in the church, oh and there's a waste basket in the church. <laughs> All right, whatever. Anyway, so what? So anyway, oh, box of man. Magnum condoms. Okay, that's so, that's. I mean, honestly, uh, but let's be honest. Like, you find a box of Magnum condoms in an Airbnb, and you're like, okay, well, this sucks because fucking clean this place. And second of all, yep. Um, okay, yes, other people use these places. This is someone's house. You know, okay, they, other people, people are that might be sex. a little bit more well endowed than me. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> and they're rubbing it in my face, but uh, but yeah, it's really and now. Cool. I think she's thinking about it the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we have Magnum condoms? But uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, but it's an it's a it's it's okay, but it's gross, and it's like it makes you think about things you don't want to think about. When you're in a place where you're exactly. like, this is my place for, for the next three days or whatever. Yeah, it's like, it, it basically elicits visions of the ghost of like Christmas past, but the Christmas past visions that you're getting of that ghost <laughs> are just some seedy guy that's just running around. Yeah, blah, yeah. My Magnum <laughs> the things I did here. <laughs> right. And so, so that's in your mind. But then you also have your kids next to you. And any weird situation or any off-put, possibly off-putting moment when your kids are next to you, amplifies it by a hundred you're like ah god my my and you 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 get to put on this end of the sentence and my kids were there (laughs) and that just takes a seven to a ten every time so and again reiteration it's it's a long time so i'm willing to let almost anything go i'm like babe it's fine it's an airbnb we got to get to bed I guarantee we're fine. So we we get that to pass, and I get, I think I get her to the point where she's like, okay, we can we can make this work. And again, first first Airbnb, very nervous. So we go upstairs and we start cleaning and looking around a little more, and then we go into the bathroom and she pulls out the drawer and there's like black hair everywhere. There's used razors. There's a used shower cap. There's a there's a brush just filled with hair. There's this scope package that has discarded like red sticky residue all over it and here's the thing mouthwash really quick if you've never been to an airbnb it's like to to just give you a very quick overview it's someone's house 
that they have mm-hmm. turned into essentially like a bed and breakfast, a place where you can yeah, stay. a mini rental property. Right. You can stay there like a hotel for a couple of days. And when they do that, or sometimes it's an extended stay, whatever. A lot There's a lot of options. But, yep. when, but, yep. but generally when you stay at an Airbnb, there are things that are understood. Like number one, mm-hmm. the place is cleaned completely like a hotel room but the whole place is so they usually hire like deep cleaners to get in there and just clean everything dishes drawers make sure there isn't fucking hair in the brushes make sure there isn't brushes you don't want to leave brushes there because anything you leave in an airbnb is gonna be used so you don't want to leave things yeah. like that. So when you go Ugh. into an Airbnb, especially one like Joe was saying, which is established as like a very well, you know, you and you a lot of times the criteria of an Airbnb you choose, you know, you make sure there's a lot of reviews and they're good reviews <laughs> and there's like it's a good place that people liked and it's a good location and shit. And you there's just an understanding that when you go to an Airbnb for the first time, it will be clean. So the fact that you're yeah. finding you found a box of condoms and now it's like you're looking through drawers and it's just gross shit everywhere. It's like, okay, what's yep. going on now? This is not okay. Yeah. So the gross stuff, again, I was like, oh, man, they really they forgot to clean these drawers, babe. I'm so sorry. Like, the, there's the Magnum condom box and the gross drawers. Now, I'm talking Let's about Let's just a go trifecta. to sleep. I, yeah, I'm about to present you guys with a trifecta of the things that kicked us, that made us leave this place. And the gross drawers, which were, they really were gross. It's like, you don't want to see discarded remnants of human in the thing that no. you're about to frequent for a no. week plus. And uh, that's not even on the trifecta. That that that's an extra little tidbit of descriptive mwah, je ne sais quoi that I gave you to know let you know that this place was stinky and it was gross. But the Magnum condoms were step one of step three. Step two. That was just the tip of the penis. A little bit. <laughs> that was just the tip of the leaky cauldron. <laughs> the sneaky penis. <laughs> so we start. Uh, we start. You start exploring nooks and crannies when you find things that are out in the open. So we're like, well, we got to use these drawers and all these things. So we go into the the master bedroom and on the there's a there's a nightstand right next to it. So we're like, naturally, let's just open the drawer. We open one. There's like air like like uh, iPod headphones, somebody's personal iPod headphones that were just there. Like, okay, that's weird. Somebody forgot those. Open another one, and it's like a charger. And then we open the third thing, and it is a, uh, you know those plastic tubs of trail mix that are like a gallon big? (laughs) Yeah. It's one of those, but it's empty. There's no trail mix in it. No, it's not empty. It's filled with all of the pot smoking paraphernalia that one might expect in a 1990s teenager's room. There are rolling papers. There's a bong. There are, um, I would say, seven-eighth smoked blunts that are just gross and nasty and, and have human stuff all over them. It's filled to the brim, and on top of it is a ashtray with an ashtray with used toothpicks and, and residue in it and my wife is a little bit more on the um conservative side concerning some of that stuff and 
Uh, we're also in Utah, which is very much on the conservative side, and it's super illegal. So now we're in a place where that stuff is not supposed to be, and it's also <laughs> right next to the bed. And it's not like it's not like your 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 friend in L.A. or your friend elsewhere in Colorado that has pristine looking stuff. Like I said, this is like you were a teenager and you're hiding it from your parents, and it's nasty and it's used and it's there and it's right next to the bed where you're going to put your head does to it, sleep. Does it seem like it was like someone? Like this was here. This was like this is part of the house. Or does it seem like I mean I know I'm jumping the gun a little bit, but I have a theory. Okay, I have okay, a theory. okay, okay. I All have right. a theory. I'll get but, to that. But but so like again, I, step- I, just to clear it up, you found a big plastic container next to the bed. Yeah. Was it in yeah. something or was it just there? It was in the nightstand, in the nightstand right next to the bed. So you open the nightstand and inside is this big container full of gross <laughs> yeah, shit. Just, and there was an ashtray on top of it. of it and it's just got like, oh, wow. Yeah. It was like, dude, it, like I said, it wasn't the pristine version of like your friend that's like a the wine connoisseur version of somebody that smokes weed and has all the nice stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like it's clean and it's properly taken care of. This was like... This was the 1993 um, video that the dare cop would come in and show the class about how gross and dirty (laughs) smoking weed is and drugs are and how it's going to ruin your life. Like it was the stereotypical like parents nightmare version of weed. And so I uh, I get through that. I'm like, was really quick. Was there any usable stuff in there? I think there was, except for, like I said, it was next to the nastiest, <laughs> like, should have been discarded blunts, but this guy was like, I'm going to get, like, seven more puffs out of this. I'm going to get seven or eight. I'm going to save it for later. But, like, he couldn't even light it because it would have been, like, inside of his teeth. Gross. Um, to be able Gross. to use it. Just nasty. So, again, I'm, and she, Heather's like, she's, she's out. She's out of it. But I'm, I'm, I'm asserting, like, we're going to be fine. <laughs> It's not crazy. Let's we not freak just out and put it back in the it. cupboard. I don't want them to have <laughs> close What's it. What's that? Put it back in yeah, the cupboard yeah. and close it. <laughs> Secretly in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh man, but it's so. This is not okay. This is not okay. We should probably leave, but it's also really late. Maybe this is something we can do in the morning. So I'm like, still kind of leaning to like, maybe we can get through this. We can just go to bed. And by the way, Heather is just like mad cleaning while going through all this she's just lysol wipes everywhere freak we're doing their job for them she's like, uh, uh. and she's probably mad. disgusted while it's happening she's probably so right and truthfully out. truthfully i'm disgusted too but i'm being 1980s uh <laughs> comedy road trip movie dad just trying to like get through it it's gonna be fine <laughs> it's, like, it's gonna be fine it's, it's, it's just let's like <laughs> i don't want to have the kids get a complex about this stuff it's a learning situation let's just like let's just make sure we're not freaking out about it cuz it's not crazy let's ta- let's teach them and so she's out um and but she's not asserting her will quite yet but she's she's out and i'm like okay Two things real bad. There's the gross stuff in the in the bathroom as well. Other <laughs> random gross things here and there all around. There's the smell. We're going to get through this. And then we <laughs> go to the closet area where there's built-in drawers in the wall and we're like, "Okay, let's just let's just double check that there's nothing anywhere." <laughs> there's some like there's some like sneaky Crocs or, or some sneaky Ugg Crocs, like fancy furry slippers in one part of the closet. I'm like, "Oh, somebody forgot those. That's that sucks for them." Weird. What a weird thing to forget. People love those. You should keep and then them. We open a drawer. Yeah. And then we open a drawer. And when this is the drawer where, you know, our clothes are going to go for the week. 
And we look in, and there is a plastic, like, Ralph's or Smith's bag. <laughs> and on top of it, just, like, almost put there <laughs> as if the art director of some, like, skeezy movie, like, uh, oh, gosh. Like, like, like the basement of some movie or in some house in the movie Blow. <laughs> <laughs> is a pile of clothes and those clothes are wrinkled and they're gross but the specific clothes in which I am talking about are one nasty discarded sock gently placed next to some tan discarded very used panties and that was number three and that was number three my friend <laughs> I mean it was dude, like it's it was like, like hands up in the air like okay it's it's done. We got we got to go. Dude, I don't understand how you have this situation happen after an 11-hour goddamn drive. <laughs> Dude, like wits end. It was like, "Okay, we're picking up the phone. Let's go. We got to uh we're going we're going somewhere else tonight. It doesn't matter where because it was like, here's my theory. Here's my one. What the fuck? That like unbelievable. The trifecta. We got the trifecta. <laughs> And I mean, I, it's like a, it's a, it was almost like you were in a setup, like a like a prank show. Like, did you expect the the fucking impractical jokers to come out and be like, "We got you"? No, I expected <laughs> whoever was there five minutes before us to come out of one of the back the, the doors that were permanently <laughs> locked downstairs that we couldn't open. Like, I was like, "Why, why is this door locked?" And now I think it's because somebody was there. Do um, you really think someone was was there? At the same time? No, but I do think somebody was there very recently because also the the dishes were in the dishwasher. Like they weren't put away. Maybe it was ran. I don't know. So here's my theory. I think the owner of the house has family or a friend that they let just kick it there. Um, why? I think it's like a second house. Like a lot of people just get their Airbnb rental property and that's all it is. And then they have their own house. I think... This person lets somebody kick it there. And I think we I think we got this place like a little like last minute. I think that person was like, yo, dog, you got to go. We got some <laughs> paying customers and, coming in. Yeah, you got to go tonight. They're going to be here forever. I can't miss this payment. And that person just up, left all their nastiness there and peaced out. Either left or were downstairs behind that closed locked door. Trying to be as quiet as possible. I don't know possible. what was going on. And that is, uh, side note, something you don't say to your family while you're in there and everybody's worried. <laughs> Wait, did you? Oh! Oh, God. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 no go, go ahead. ahead. Yeah. Did you tell them that, that? Did you say that? Oh, wait, come here. Come here. Uh, yeah, I did say that. And uh, kind of like as a joking aside. And then they were like, oh, now we're worried. Come here. Come here. Tell me what I'm not supposed to forget. Uh, what were you gonna say? Uh, yeah, what were you gonna say? What was uh, the other thing there? Uh, what was the other thing? Uh, uh, you don't want to say it? Uh, okay, I love you. <laughs> so the other thing, because Jackson learned a new term that he's been torturing Heather with. Um, <laughs> oh, I didn't no. see this, and then upon leaving, as we are exiting, Heather's like, "Oh, you didn't even come into the bathroom when I said to come check out this other thing. Uh, there was a box up on above the toilet, and um, it said Angel's Kiss." And uh, it's very cylindrical, very cylindrical, um, phallic-looking oh. piece sticking out of it. No. And uh, 
I was like, no way, no way. And so, yeah, whoever had this place before us knows how to party is all I'm saying. And if you're listening to this podcast, hit me up, dog. Let's go have some. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I just want Alana and I want to apologize for leaving the house like that before (laughs) you and the kids got there. Dude, it could have been your brush. So yeah, I didn't see I didn't see the fourth thing, which was uh, Angel's kiss. So wait we a minute, go into the other. You got there. I yeah. mean, what are you? <sighs> yeah, I think your I think your assumption is correct. Someone li- someone who owns the house lets a relative or a son or a friend kick it there and said, you got to go. Someone's coming. And they were like, oh, fuck. And they cleaned up the minimal amount of cleanup you could possibly do yep. and didn't even visualize the amount of drugs and sexual paraphernalia that they have yeah, all over yeah. the place. The, uh, the kicker of it all. Oh, by the way. Well, first of all, the angel's kiss thing is that uh, Jackson doesn't know what it is, but he knows that the words angel's kiss really set like Heather off now. <laughs> it's like a Heather's got a good guy, good humor about it. But Jackson will just like sneak up and be like, I bet you there's an angel's kiss somewhere in this new Airbnb. <laughs> oh, no. Well, the, at least it's like okay, Angel's Kiss to a, you could have you could have really made Angel's Kiss something that is not a big deal at all, but it's impossible yeah. because especially <laughs> when you're a kid, you're like Angel's Kiss. Well, that sounds really sweet. Why can't I that's, have an Angel's great. Kiss? I bet that makes somebody feel real good. <laughs> <laughs> Your son's gonna ask for an Angel's Kiss for Christmas this year. Yeah, though the best. The, the the fun little like last thing so we we pieced out and we we got this other place which is great uh, were you wait were you like but, uh, were you like um upset that you had to look for another place in such short notice I mean no I mean you're upset that you're upset that it's late and it's gross and you're upset that your your family's upset and traumatized for right life. right right uh, but I was <laughs> as, as bad as it was. As bad as it was, I was also uh, laughing, and to their credit, they were laughing a little bit too, just at the absurdity of the situation, because it was like we just kept finding stuff. It was like a comedy routine, and the next day, we been we were laughing pretty good about it all, but guess what? Guess what the Wi-Fi password was? We are, again, we're in deep state, like, red Utah, and we're in this place where maybe this is a little bit of the antithesis of the typical uh, thing that you would expect from this area. <laughs> the password of the Wi-Fi was Democrats 2020. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. Hell yeah. yeah. So they're probably pretty cool. Yeah. 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 So we partied. We're best friends now. I wonder if um, like, um, man, in Utah, I can't imagine someone who's like ultra conservative, and then going to that Airbnb and seeing all the disgusting shit and then seeing the Wi-Fi path or the Wi-Fi name or whatever. And then just being like, oh, well, this is the this is the future liberals want. They want angels <laughs> yeah. kisses and they want magnum condoms and drugs all over the place. If Joe Biden is elected, there's going <laughs> right. to be angels kisses across the country <laughs> and discarded get- <laughs> magnum boxes in every single room that you ever enter. And they blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, crazy. Dude, I have more stories. Kiss. Oh this shit! Is, this is gonna be the this is gonna be the cliffhanger. I, so I've got I've got like four more Utah stories that I will tell wow. on the next podcast because I have to go and go to work. 
But uh, and I think Elliot will want to be there for those. Yeah, so we'll yeah, probably yeah, recap yeah. this experience a little bit more. Maybe yeah. I'll get Heather to say something about it. Please, on the next one. I, I I have um, so many questions, but I'll save them all for the for after the tour. uh but yeah guys thanks for thanks for listening thanks for watching i gotta i gotta cut out quick so we're gonna make it a quick goodbye uh patreon.com slash the valley folk to to help support us and and uh keep this train uh, afloat yeah and youtube.com slash the valley cast or valley cast to uh to subscribe to the valley cast channel even though we're doing some changes we're move this guy we're gonna move officially. this guy but uh but there's still yeah. some other great podcasts there and more coming so but yes but thank you all for listening and uh save all your <laughs> questions for the next show for god's sake yeah it's gonna be a good one dude i got some oh, i, I can't some wait <laughs> all right uh, i'll all talk right. to you later man goodbye bye everybody